With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TF1 show. I'm so excited to be back. It's in one of those lull weeks, so no race this weekend, unfortunately. But luckily for you, I have something potentially even better than an F1 Grand Prix. And that is the return of our favorite female Formula One content creator here on YouTube, Beth from Beth F1. I'm back. I've been demanded to come back. Everyone loved our last episode so much. Driving for change has been mm -hmm. changed people's lives. So I'm so happy that I'm back and we can have a good chit chat. Yeah, I'm so excited to have Beth back. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great one. And I guess before we before I reveal to the world what we're gonna be talking about today, Beth, let me maybe get some admin out of the way, you know, as you do. So Everybody, listen. This is the admin section. So, if you if you like this channel, please subscribe. That's step one. Step two: If you really like this channel, you can subscribe and leave a like. And then, if you're like in love with this channel and in love with Beth, you can subscribe to this channel. Subscribe to Beth's channel. I'll I'll link her comment. Uh, not a comment. A link there in in the in the description. And you can leave a comment on this video. So many, many options available to you as a viewer. So, you know, have a bit of a think while you listen to us I ramble would say on. as well, if you found it life-changing, turn on the notification bell so you're notified whenever Tina's uploads. That is a very good point. So <laughs> even more options available to you as as a viewer of this channel so go and consider your choices and i'm sure you'll you'll choose wisely all right beth so today marks the return of a segment that i started a while back and for some unknown reason haven't revisited yet or ever since and that is f1 hypotheticals so for those of you that's new to the channel what f1 hypotheticals basically is is we take a hypothetical situation, a hypothetical scenario, and we think about how the world could have been if a specific key event in Formula One history maybe turned out differently or turned out not in the way that we expected. So today, Beth and I will be discussing a topic very close to my heart, a, a, sore, a sore point, I guess, in my life. And that is, what if Lewis Hamilton never hit Alex Albon in Brazil 2019. Now, Beth, let me maybe throw it. Uh, let, let me maybe throw it open to you. Let me set the scene, right? So we have a couple of laps left of the Brazilian Grand Prix. Things have, quite frankly, gone mad. We've got safety cars. We've got tire offsets. It's all a crazy situation. The two Ferraris have just had a massive accident with each other, and lo and behold, we have Max Verstappen in first position and Alex Albon newly promoted into Red Bull, Alex Albon in second place with Lewis Hamilton trying to, I guess, make up for some mistakes, some strategy errors from Mercedes in third. And the next thing we know, 
Lewis Hamilton drives into Alex Albon's car, but now in an alternate reality, Lewis Hamilton decided to put his thinking cap on and actually not try and dive into the inside of Alex. So Beth, what happens next? Alex Albon gets gets his podium. Does he get a does does Rebel get a one two? So I just want to set the scene for you. When this actually happened, I was uh, very unfortunate to have watched the entire 2019 season and Brazil 2019. I wasn't watching the race. I was on a three hour car journey and my wonderful partner went on BBC Sport Live and read me what had happened. So you can imagine my shock when first I hear that two Ferraris have collided and that Max Verstappen is in P1 and then I hear that Lewis Hamilton has taken Alexander Albon out of a podium position. Tinas, I almost crashed my car on the motorway. I was livid, absolutely livid and before this was when he hadn't quite got his penalty yet and I was like, I'm not having this. I will go to the Brazil straight away and give Lewis Hamilton the penalty he deserves. I was kicking <laughs> off. I was kicking off. I wasn't having it. And then the cheek they had to put Lewis Hamilton on, on the podium. podium. The cheek and give the, the penalty after and deny Carla signs of that maiden podium. And I, I was livid. But anyway, besides, I genuinely think Red Bull could have got P1 and P2 and this would have been huge for Red Bull because since losing Daniel Ricciardo they were really struggling obviously with Pierre at the start of the season to have his second teammate for Max and could you imagine if so quickly after losing their most experienced man within the team from a driver's point of view that they would already be up at the top of their game with a P1 P2 and that would have been absolutely brilliant um and Alex would have had his maiden podium within however many races at Red Bull where over just over a year ago he wasn't getting into Formula One and it would have been this it was all written ready for this fairy tale story but what has now happened is this fairy tale story has taken a turn and it's not a fairy tale anymore it's a nightmare no it's a hot mess disaster is what it is you know, like, I don't know if you've seen the film Maleficent. No, but I... But basically, no. she starts out as a princess in, you know, a beautiful green world. The butterflies are flying. The birds are chirping. The river is running through, you know, this picturesque scene. And Maleficent is absolutely living her best life, you know, talking to nature talking to whoever comes her way, friendly, open, always a smile on her face. And you know how Maleficent ended, ended, Beth? How did it end? Not well, let me tell you. <gasps> Think about Alex's 2020 and that's how Maleficent ended. Oh. Just, just so you get an idea. Because, and I fully agree with you, that was supposed to be the Red Bull one too. Alex Albin finally being that backup driver that Max needed you know, to, 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 to have two Red Bull drivers on the podium. And then Lewis just went and ruined it all. Mm. And now, Beth, I want to talk to you about how do you think Alex's 2020 would have looked if he didn't, or if he did make that podium? 
well, he would have had that podium. And mm-hmm. if we're now in a world where Lewis Hamilton does not collide with Alex Albon, Alex Albon would probably have a win. He would have probably won the first opening race. And what an absolute start to a season. You finish your 2020 season on the podium in Brazil. First race after the longest off-season in F1 history. And what happens? He wins it. And then we start to get the bad luck come in and everyone goes, okay, like, where's this come from? What's happening? Was this a fluke? Well, it couldn't have been a fluke because we got podium in Brazil. The talent is there. No one would be questioning Alex Albon because if he hadn't been hit by Lewis, yes, he benefited from all the things going around him in that crazy opening race, but this is... I hate it when people say, oh, they didn't earn the win. You have to be there. Because if you're not there, how on earth do you expect a win to land in your lap? It doesn't happen. In Monza, that was Stroll's race to win. But he lost it. And Pierre capitalised on it. So I think, ultimately, we would still be questioning why has Alex had all of this talent and suddenly he can no longer unlock it he's lost the key and but I don't think anyone would say Alex needs to be replaced Alex needs to go back to Alpha Tauri Alex isn't good enough um and I think obviously if he had got that podium in Brazil people would maybe say despite that podium in Brazil maybe they wouldn't have tailored the car to Max as much because they knew Alex was capable the possibilities, Tinas, are absolutely endless. I can't cope, honestly. It's really depressing. And, and I think for me, the big thing is, like, are you laughing at my misery, Beth? <laughs> are you laughing at my despair? Oh, you, know, just... like, you know how stressful every race weekend is for me? Where I'm like, from FP1, I'm like, okay. I watch the times, right? I, I like, I tr- I'm emotionally invested in this journey with mm. Alex especially since we've taken, you know, the path into darkness ever since yes. Brazil last year. It's We've been walking through the thick forests, me and Alex. Mm. Yes, with the bears rumbling in the background. That's been that's been my life um, over the last couple of months. And ever since <laughs> FB1, I look on my little tablets. I have the live timing on. I look at the sector times and I'm like, okay, this is what Max is doing. What is Alex doing? That's the question we ask every week. What is Alex doing? What no? Yes, that is exactly what. That is my literally probably one day on my gravestone when they lay me to rest on my gravestone. It there will be you know here lies Tinus, date of birth to date of death, and then just below that, what is Alex doing with the question mark? The that's question that's on my... everyone's mind every single week. It's probably going to be the question that haunts me for the rest of my life. And you know how hard it is, Beth, when you look at the practice times and you just, you know, all hope gets drained. FP1, we haven't even gotten to Saturday yet. And I'm already watching FP1 and I'm like, you know, it's not going well. But Mm. I I maintain hope. I tell myself, Mm. you know what? It's just FP1. He's holding back. You know, Alex is a smart smart Mm. driver. You know Doesn't what then show happens is we then get into FP2 and a time will pop up and it'll be like Alex Albon P4 behind Max and we're like, okay. And then we look at it and we're like, oh, okay, like 
couple of temps off, but it's okay. This is an acceptable level performance against Max. And then what happens, Tinas? What happens? His then, lap is deleted. Yes. Because Alex Albon does not understand track limits. And yes. it, every time I get filled with hope. And then the track limits just comes and takes it away from us. And it's Absolutely. It's, it's, it's like the Grim similar, Reaper. Yeah. It's a very similar relationship, I feel, that um, Oscar Piastri in for, uh, F3 has with DRS. It's a very yes. similar relationship that Alex Albon has with track limits. A non-existent one. Mm, exactly. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, track limits, if if track limits is being enforced. Another one is also he's very, very good at locking up at the exact moment <gasps> where it is catastrophic for his weekend. Oh, I mean, FP3 on his one run on medium tires, soft tires, mm. lock up, useless set of tires. Then yeah. we move on. We live and we learn. But you know what, Beth? Despite that, I still maintain hope. I'm like, you know yes. what? Alex, deep, deep down within, you know, if you really, really look for it and you peel away the layers of Alex Albon's body and you look behind his, you know, his chest cavity, there, right there in the middle, there's a little bit of talent. Yeah. And I'm like, it's going to come out this weekend. It didn't yeah. come out the previous 13 weekends that we've mm. had so far in 2020, but on this 14th weekend, it's going to come out and it's going to pull yeah. out a lap. It's yeah. going to pull out a lap out of qualifying and it's going to be magnificent. And then he pulls out a lap, Beth. He pulls out a lap. He's two tenths behind Max. And you know what happens next? It's deleted. It's deleted because of track limits. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just been, I've, I've lost train of thought, actually. I've just literally been reliving. Like I've had, I'm having PTSD I, of I, living I a weekend as Alex supporter. I will continue the story. So what happens qualifying? If we're lucky, he's kept us all on the edge of our seat by putting in a lap time at the last minute. That doesn't get deleted, so he gets through to Q3. Then maybe on if he's feeling up to it, he might give us a P6. <laughs> and we're like... You know what? What a king. A king. A qualifying master. Lewis Hamilton, who with 97 poles. We stand Alex Albon with P6 behind Leclerc and Ricardo in his Renault and his Ferrari. And then and then sometimes what then happens is we don't even get to keep that P6 because the McLaren will get in there. So then we're looking at a P7 or P8, which you think, right, okay, clearly Alex Alex struggles with qualifying. He's not quite got that one lap pace in that Red Bull. So you think, race pace? Improvement. And then we all line up on the grid. We all watch them all. We all think, let's hope for some spicy lap one action that will help Alex Albon out. And what will happen? One of two things, Tina. Either Alex Albon will be the action for all of the wrong reasons, or... Alex Albon forgets how to start a Formula One race and Correct. just goes backwards and is usually around P13 by the end of lap one. So what I'm taking from this is Alex Albon isn't great at practice. Alex Albon is not great at qualifying. Alex Albon is not good in the race. Yet why do we all just say... Don't worry, King, you drop your crown this week. You're going to pick it back up next week. <laughs> and you're going to be absolutely That's me every fine. week. I'm I like, don't you know, know what? Why. 
You know what? We take it on the chin, Alex. It's fine. It's it's gonna be fine next week. And then next week we go, we come back and we start again and we hope again. And the cycle just repeats itself again and again and again. It's just been hard. But I think Beth, the conclusion that we can draw after this very drawn out description of the struggle we go through every weekend is can we lay the blame of the struggle and of our emotional distress in 2020 on Lewis Hamilton? You know what? Yes, we can. Yes, we can, Tina. Because, are you ready? I am ready. Brazil 2019, Alexander Albon is on the podium. What a, what a beautiful way before the final race of the season. He's there on the podium. He's shown everyone that Red Bull were indeed correct. They were correct to give him that chance. Vindication. And exactly. And Red Bull will be like, oh my God, not quite Max, because no one could ever be Max. But a lovely, a lovely thing that has just come from the ashes. It didn't exist a year ago. Oh my word. And then he comes into the 2020 season. He takes a win. Alex's confidence through the race. He knows he can do it. He can have a couple bad weeks here and there, but he knows he can do it. Red Bull knows he can do it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The entire F1 paddock knows he can do it. The entire F1 community around the world cannot deny Alex of his talent. And what comes with that? So much confidence. That will mean week in, week out. FB1, king. FB2, king. No lockups, no track limits. Qualifying, P1, why not? I mean, who's Mercedes anyway? Alex Arbon in the Red Bull knows no limits (laughs) in the race. But the thing is, it would have filled him with so much confidence because he would know that he could do it. He's got evidence of it. He would have had one, two, three trophies, including Magello. And I don't think anyone would be questioning it because this happens from time to time where drivers seem to have this like lull where they're just not quite there or they were there and then they've suddenly lost it. What, what, what's happened? And it's like, well, I'm not really sure. Here we go. It's almost like Alex. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex's driving is like the Haas car in 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. P4, incredible scenes. How Kevin Magnussen shooketh P4, yeah. and then, yeah, and then what happens? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Straight down the order. Straight. Mm. That is Alex Albon's driving in the 2020 season. But apart from the, the P4, the with nothing else. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, oh. is there worse criticism than being compared to the hat car from 2019? Oh, yeah. Poor man. But anyway, so in conclusion, we can 100% lay blame to all of our emotional distress mm -hmm. as Alex Albin supporters uh, on the front door of, of yep. Lewis Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Do you think, you know, I, I mean, 2020 has been, it's been a rough year all around, if you think about it. I mean, lots has happened, mm -hmm. but I mean, we now are going to have to start thinking about, you know, obviously COVID is, you know, COVID, but Lewis Hamilton has wreaked havoc on the mm -hmm. lives of, of, of Formula One fans. And um, I don't know, Lewis, if you're watching, um, I'm assuming you do, because, you know, that's just the, the type of, the type of channel that, that Lewis Hamilton would be watching on a, mm -hmm on a Sunday afternoon, you know, before a race. Even if you're not watching, Lewis, you can hear us. I know we're in your ears as you're doing your mm -hmm. run around Monaco. I know we are. Yes. What we want, Lewis, is some contrition, some accountability, some remorse, and an apology. Because as you are the sole reason I'm going to have, what are you doing, Alex, on my gravestone one day? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Just, just have a think about that. Have a think about that, Lewis. Now, Beth, before we conclude today's episode, I think it's also worth thinking about the other side of the coin. As Alex's Formula One career has devolved into a disaster, I think mm. maybe I don't know if that's a strong enough word. Mm. A disaster. Pierre Gasly's Formula One career has completely he's risen like a phoenix mm. from the ashes. So, Beth, what do you think would have happened if Pierre didn't get that podium in Brazil and he got a P4 that nobody cares about? Nobody would have noticed. Now, I think Pierre still would have prospered. He still would have been very happy with that P4 um, because I think um, they were all very close at the end because didn't it, we forget Brazil 2019, you had the Alfa Romeo. In P four and five, I mm -hmm. forget that on a on a weekly basis, and it would just pop in my head, and I'm like, "Wow!" The Alfa really Romeos are quite forgettable, though, in yeah. your defence. Well, yes, they are. But anyway, um, I think people still recognise that he was he was doing really well because could he have achieved the P four in the Red Bull? Absolutely not. He couldn't have done that. But did he do it in the Toro Rosso? Yes, he did. He did. And from that, you he would have already got that increase in confidence. It wouldn't have been as huge as the P2 that he eventually did get, but he still would have got that increase in confidence. And you know what? I think it's very clear that for Pierre, Alpha Tauri is just, it's like a family to him. He obviously feels so comfortable in that environment. He just, he's part of that team. Whereas Red Bull, it was very clear he never was. They, gave him this false sense of security because every time his position was questioned, he said, the team have said they've got full faith in me. Um, they intend to keep me on. And literally, like five days later, he was gone. Um, I mean, to be fair, that he should have expected. Like, the thing is, you yes. can never, never listen to what Helmut Marko says. Actually, it should be like a rule of thumb that whatever Helmut Marko says, you must believe the opposite or do the opposite because that's probably going to be the right course of action. And I think that's where Pierre... So when Helmut Marko said, Pierre, you're not, you're safe, he should have been 
frightened. You should have yes. been terrified. Yes. Because, I mean, that is just how things work at Red Bull. Mm. So, I mean, the fact that they're now saying that Alex is safe till the end of the year, I'm like, mm-hmm. Watch Abu Dhabi, mm. Nico Hulkenberg running. We're going to see Wide Hulk. You know, White Hulk running oh, down the paddock. My favorite meme. I yes. love it. White Hulk running down the paddock in his Red Bull shirt to get into into that Red Bull. I don't know. You never know with, never with that know. team what's going to happen. But Beth, I want to challenge you a bit mm. on saying that Pierre Gasly would have maintained his confidence because I think, you know, Alex's success coupled with the fact that he didn't get that podium in Alex's place, I somehow see him slip into you know that warm comfortable mm. Giovinazzi place you know that place that Antonio Giovinazzi yes. is in where like he does okay every now and again and you know when you read through the qualifying standings two or three times on the third read you'll see oh look Antonio Giovinazzi mm. nice p13 there for the mm. for the fans right and I thought in my head that's maybe what was going to happen to Pierre Mm. He's going to get those P12s. He might get a sneaky P8 or P9 and qualifying every now and then. And then it'll be like science where we see Gasly, we take note of Gasly, and then the race starts and then we forget about mm. Gasly. And I don't know. I just feel like this, just the confluence of events, the fact that Alex's aura or Alex's reputation was sort of not established during that race and Gasly's was this massive story of redemption. Like, mm. so, a, so a couple of races after being demoted and he bounced back so quickly. And I just don't think that would have been there with the P4. We would have gone like, oh, you know, good on you, Pierre. Look at you with your P4 capitalizing on the Ferraris, not being able to, you know, maintain any sort of social distancing. And that would have been it, I think, where now we've gotten Pierre Gasly Firstly, that obviously the, the the second place in Brazil with the Brazilian fans and the champagne and Lewis fraudulently next to him spraying with champagne. And then obviously then, you know, he, he just started out the season, I think, in the right mindset. And that culminated in his, his Monza win. So I don't know. I think Pierre had a bit of a lucky escape. And... That's why I'm really happy we, we decided on this topic actually today because I do feel like the duality between what happened to Alex and what mm. happened to Pierre after that fateful race in Brazil is actually scary. Like it's crazy how, how, how it's changed for them. I mean, I raise you this. Um, you believe that if Pierre had that P4, that he wouldn't have, he would have just been there and we would have noted him from time to time. Um, Daniel Kvyat is already in AlphaTauri. That space is already filled. There is not room for two Daniel Kvyat. Anonymous. That is a yes. fair point. So is the I universe think, uh, is the universe ready for two Daniel Kvyat? I, I don't, don't think, think they is. are. So I, I personally will say he couldn't be that driver because that that identity has already been taken by. But then you have two choice. Then then you have two options, right? So either he would have been the the driver he is mm. this year, or he would have been the Roman Hartley. <laughs> the Scott Speed. <laughs> oh my gosh, for uh, Brendan. I mean, ha what a what a what a fallen star yeah. in Brendan Hartley. 
Well, I maybe star is a strong word. What a fallen. I mean, everyone's saying bring back Hulk. Bring back Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> the the Formula One paddock would not be ready for the return of Brendan Hartley. I don't even think Brendan Hartley would be ready for the return of Brendan Hartley. You know what? I think um, last season, I think Vettel was becoming close to a driver's ban. And everyone was just like, oh, Vettel might, might have a driver's ban. Who would take his place? And I looked at who their like, reserve like, development driver was, and it was Brendan Hartley. <laughs> and I was like, imagine seeing Brendan Hartley in a 2019 Ferrari, Ferrari. lining up with Charles Leclerc. <laughs> and Hamilton and Bottas. Imagine imagine reading the qualifier, the, like, oh. the, the race results. Hamilton, Bottas, Leclerc, Verstappen, Hartley. It would have been a beautiful sight. It would have been a beautiful sight. Been. But going back to Pierre, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this has happened. Um, for me personally, Pierre literally had nothing to lose because he was dropped from Red Bull. He was in AlphaTauri. Until more recently with his performances, which he has shown that he deserves a better seat and that he will be going to Mercedes in 2023, Tina, he will. Um, he, he might as well have just driven for his life. He could have crashed a car every weekend. It wouldn't have mattered because at that point his career was dead. If he hadn't had this resurgence that he has had this year, he would be gone. He the only point he would be still in that Alpha Towery would be if, like we've seen, they just simply don't have enough juniors to come up and he would be there for one more year, ready for Yuri Vips to take his place the following year. Sort so of, sort of like sort of like Brendan Hartley. Yes, exactly. A, a lovely filler. That's what he mm -hmm. would have been. But because his career was dead, similar to Nico Hulkenberg, whose career was dead. And he had absolutely nothing to lose. He's just gone for it. And he saved his career. He absolutely he has. has. And this is why this is why my big brain thoughts when we if we look at Nico Hulkenberg and everyone's saying, Oh well, why should he be back in Form One? Could that man have done anything more? Absolutely not. Well, I mean he could have gotten a podium. I mean that would have been but that... but we're talking about Nico Hulkenberg. We can't expect that from him. But <laughs> Nico, the Nico we need to have realistic expectations. Yeah. From and Nico knew that his career was dead. And he's done everything to say, hi, I'm here. I'm waiting for my Formula One seat to come back to me. And if he doesn't get it, it doesn't matter because he did everything he could. And that's exactly what Pierre did. Exactly what Pierre did. Maybe Pierre when Nico came running at Silverstone, wide hook, come into Silverstone, maybe Pierre took inspiration from that and went, you see this man, I'm going to do exactly what he's doing. And lo and behold, channel Nico got, Hulkenberg, 2020 we've energy, got a, wide we've got a monster. Pierre. Yeah, wide Pierre, monster win. Beautiful. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't really see how we can, how we can continue after... Yeah. After such, after such a statement. So I think, Beth, let's wrap up our mm -hmm. episode of F1 Hypotheticals and let's see if we can glean a couple of, of key messages to take away mm -hmm. for our listeners and our watchers. So firstly, um, 
Lewis Hamilton did ruin Alex Albon's 2020 yes. and um, consequently my 2020 mm -hmm. and probably going to um, result in, you know, additional financial difficulty for my family having to engrave additional phrases into my grainstone upon my death. Mm. So thank you, Lewis Hamilton, for resulting in the financial ruin of, yes. my, of my familial dynasty. Secondly, we have concluded that Pierre Gasly, podium or no podium in 2019, probably would have still been able to save his career given the powerful influence of wide hulk energy yes. and channeling that wide hulk silverstone energy in 2020 into becoming the pierre gasly that we now know and tolerate and thirdly brendan hartley in the 2019 ferrari would have been the peak of human achievement when it comes to formula one careers because the hustle the hustle it would have taken from Brendan Hartley to somehow find himself in one of the strongest cars on the Formula One grid without doing anything noteworthy mm -hmm. ever would have been, I mean, it would have been incredible to see. Nothing short of remarkable. And the last point as well was that we've established that Alex Albon is the human embodiment of the Haas 2019 car. Yes. If Alex Albon was a Formula One car, you would have been the VF19. And I think on that, on that pearl of wisdom and insight, <laughs> after half an hour of intense, you know, deliberation, discussion, mm -hmm. negotiation, we have arrived at that conclusion. And Beth, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and joining me on this on this journey. I think this was a journey that we took together to I unravel. Feel, mm, I feel enlightened. I feel very spiritual right now. I feel like I can put this energy into the universe. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, 2020 is on its way up now. I think, it. you know what? The only thing that can top 2020 is if we see Brendan Hartley in a Ferrari. That's the only thing that can top 2020 now. I want to disagree, but I can't. <laughs> So I think <laughs> on that on that note, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much again, Beth. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. That is the end of this week's episode of the TF1 show. And just as a, a little reminder of the administration that we discussed at the beginning of the episode, leave a like, leave a comment. Please subscribe if you enjoyed and go and check out Beth's channel. I think she's really close to 1,000 subscribers. I so am. go and get her her community page because we all deserve Beth F1 with a community page so she can share all of her pearls of wisdom with us on the daily. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Beth. I'll see you all next week for the Turkish Grand Prix. Bye. <laughs>